0: The dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And today we're reviewing 1984's The Karate Kid, starring Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita, directed by John Elvidson. We're also discussing some of the best music used in the movies. But before that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, I recently watched a, uh, a,
1: a movie from 2007 called Mongol. Mongol, yeah, um, it, Is it was about Genghis Khan. Yes, it was. All right, um, and it was a it was a spectacular action film um, that was kind of like something that that probably should have been made here in America, you know, sometime in the last fifty years or so. I can't believe uh-huh. they missed out on that opportunity, um, but instead, uh, you know, it was made in another country with an all international cast. And um, it is it it was it was a great great movie, uh, really exciting, um, and you know r- really showed it it, it it doesn't it doesn't deal with with Khan after he it, it deals with him like leading up to when he's building his empire. Okay, um, so by the end of the movie, he's like
0: got his army raised
1: and he's ready to do something.
0: Okay, so there's actually this story about him becoming yes, this correct. great. You know, right. I don't know if you want to call him great, sure. I but, know. Uh, this it's, very powerful man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And you know, there's th- there's been attempts made at at a work of of that man's life. You know, the most famous one is John the, Wayne. The John one. Wayne. Yeah. From
0: 1956. Jeez. Wow. What a man. What a that would never fly today. No, it, 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 you you <laughs> oh can't God. do it. You
1: can't put an Asian. No, you can't do it. Um, and it, it was it was just really cool to see, and um, I think everybody should check it out. It's on Netflix, and it's a long movie. But um, you know, I, I remember when it was at uh, our local art house here uh-huh. uh, in St. Louis, the Tivoli, and I and I missed on missed out on it. So I never got to see the big screen. But I, I finally got the, the the
0: DVD of it, and it was it was an awesome movie. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. What I've been watching, I watched a movie called In a World. Oh yeah, um, in a World. and it's based it's basically about the voice actors okay. that do the in a world you know? <laughs> Cool, all right. um it's trailer it's, voices yeah the trailer voices yeah. it's um i mean it's fictional uh-huh but um it's based on it's it's directed written and stars lake bell and um she's in lots of things yeah uh but this is the first movie she's directed and i don't know if it's her first screenplay she did but she won um at at um uh, what did she? It was at Sundance. She won Best Screenplay for oh, this movie. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: And it's really a good movie. Yeah. It's about her. She's the daughter of this retiring voice actor. Um, and she ends up, by chance, like getting this gig for this new quadrilogy that's coming out about okay. female barbarians or something. It's called the Amazon Games. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> Right. And, uh, but she go- ends up going head to head against her dad and his protege, trying to get this job and stuff. And sweet. there's like a love story mixed in and this B plot with her sister and her husband. Okay. And um, this movie is really entertaining and it's really funny. <laughs> okay. It's cool. really funny. And there's a sweet kind of romantic comedy undertone with her and a uh, Dimitri Martin, mm-hmm. who's like this sound mixer guy and they each have a crush on each other and you cool. know, they end up getting together and all this cliche crap. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's really a good film. I loved it a lot and I would I think everyone should go watch it. Cool. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Well
1: I I mean speaking of Lake Bell, I guess I I, I should mention too, the other thing I watched was uh the I, I finally finished um, the the wet hot American summer prequel series okay. on Netflix I still
0: haven't caught any of that okay yeah.
1: yeah it's 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 definitely like if you were a fan of the movie you should see it okay I mean,
0: it's 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 really fun yeah everyone yeah. tells me to check it out yeah so okay so let's move into our topic here best music in movies yeah so, <laughs> kind of broad here <laughs> right <laughs> the reason we bring it up is because the karate kid just has wonderful music in it like yes, it the does. score the original score. Mm-hmm. And just the soundtrack of the '80s to it is great. Uh huh. Right. So that's why we brought this topic into this show. Yeah. Dave, why don't why not you lead off here?
1: Okay. Well, and and the other part we we, we just we're gonna touch on uh, quickly before we even get into our choices was the um like how the evolution of music in movies about how like for the first probably seventy years of film um you know you you never did music in a movie that wasn't originally composed for it it was just background score right. Um, and it wasn't until, like, the late 60s uh, when, um, you know, like, younger people started making films that, that they started using existing popular music in the films. Yep. Um, and it must have been pretty jarring at first for for, for the old guard to, I mean, because when you, when you, like, put a like, go back to, like, 1968 and, or 1969, and, you know, Easy Rider is up against yep. like, other movies from the studio that, like, studios are still making big, expansive, uh, like, expensive, you know, musicals and everything, and It's almost from another world,
0: right? Yeah, you know,
1: it's it's that doesn't even really fit. It was out of place. It was totally
0: a whole part of that counterculture filmmaking, right? in that era.
1: Absolutely, exactly.
0: It's like we're not doing it the way they do it. Uh We're doing it a different way. That's
1: right. The best. I mean, like we're going to talk about like the best soundtracks. I mean, like, and you know, we're we're trying to differentiate between the score and the actual music used. But I mean, um, my, my I'll just go with my favorite first. My my actual personal favorite um of all time was from 1998's Velvet Goldmine. Okay. Um it's a movie about with uh Ewan McGregor and uh, Jonathan Rhys Meyers and Christian Bale um about glam rock good, in the 70s. It's <laughs> Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and the movie is directed by Todd Haynes um and he um like the the it's it's about like it's pretty much the story of David Bowie and Iggy Pop, but they don't use the real names. Um, and the, the glam rock that they composed for this movie, I mean, it's, it's, it's an album. It's one of the best albums I own. And and they wrote it for the movie. They wrote it for the movie. It's like a a spinal tap situation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yes. It's, (laughs) and it's, it's, it's as, remember how like it was spinal tap. It's supposed to be a big joke, Yeah. but really that music is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's still good. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) this is supposed to be serious and it's still awesome. That's cool. It's really, really <laughs> good. And, and like, Ewan McGregor and Jonathan Rhys-Meyers both sing on the soundtrack sometimes. Um, and then the rest of it was, like, a lot of it was composed by Tom York from Radiohead. Oh, wow. It's great, great stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and an awesome <coughs> movie, too, so. Cool. I couldn't really think of any, like, movie that I had a favorite soundtrack to. Okay. But one that I always think of with great music that actually kind of is important, Forrest Gump. Uh-huh, With yeah. all the different period pieces That's you're right. going through. Mm-hmm. And the... They're playing like the soundtrack to that generation. You Absolutely know? Like, right, and it, it really sucks you into into the into the story there. Yeah, it, it just moves you along. That's right. It's perfect. I love it.
1: I think the best moment in that movie of when it comes to music is when Jenny is about to commit suicide and she's on oh, yeah, the ledge, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Freebird is playing. Yep, it's really That's effective. Great.
0: It's powerful. Yep, and not not to brush it over, but just the, the original score by Ellen Silvestri is oh amazing. yeah the yeah strings it is. that mm-hmm. are just like sentimental they make yes make you want to cry oh yeah yeah like the definitely. feathers flying the feathers around, flying around like, the beginning right i, I, I know. think this was the first movie i actually cried to was when that feather is flying for some reason the, the string you know it hit okay. my string. oh geez
1: okay so a mute music actually yeah, brought you to like tears 10 wow. years old or something and i was like oh my god
0: <laughs> right <laughs> and, well and it's also the beautiful visual of the sure. feather floating mm-hmm. you know yep robert zemeckis there you go mm-hmm. good right. stuff right um
1: I, the 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 one that uh, is is like, it's it's kind of dumb, but I still love it. Was uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yeah, I love
0: the music in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's some good stuff. It's
1: great. I mean, you know, and I I think my favorite moment of music is when they go to pick up Joan of Arc. And, yeah. uh, and she's in that, she's in the cathedral, like, you know, <laughs> praying before the battle. Right. And, and it just like, it's,
0: yeah,
1: and it's like it, when the, when the, the it's oh, so, man. when the booth opens and they, and they, they extend their hands and
0: Ted extends his it, hand all angelic. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's
1: exactly. It's, that's really, really good. And it's, it's, it's wonderful eighties, uh, you know, yeah, that hair does, metal. And it really does. It's, man, it's great.
0: I love it. That's a, re- that does a really good job. <laughs> um, I, I. Like I also love like in Wayne's World when they do Bohemian Rhapsody, absolutely, like, yeah. That whole sequence, like mm-hmm. I don't know how many of my friends because I was growing up, that movie was like where it was. Oh yeah, you had to watch Wayne's yeah. World, and I don't know how many people I know got turned on to Queen because of that. Like, Probably everybody that's you one, know. That's a great service to society, right? There. Hell yes.
1: I know what happened to me. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about Queen until I saw that movie because um, we we missed out on it. You yeah, know, we weren't around the 70s, so it was tough. But so, yeah, it. it, it my oh buddy's my down the
0: street. His dad always listened to Queen, so we were into Queen. Then, okay. So, like, okay. But hearing it in this movie, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and for that song to then shoot up the charts again, you know, after Freddie had already passed away. It's a legacy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. As far as like original scores go, uh, my favorite of the classic old movies was uh, the the Zither score from The Third Man. I've never um, seen that. No, okay. Sorry, that's all right. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's 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 actually Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, the the there's a there's a theme running through it that's just all played on a zither by this guy Anton Karras. Um, and it it joins scenes and it's and it and it um it's between scenes and it's kind of omnipresent all the time. Uh, and you you will it's it's definitely one of those like earwig. Pieces of music right. that you're just not going to get out of your head, right? Um, and it's it's great. I love it, and 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 it's it's so cool too because like it's the same the same notes and the same tune, but they use it for almost every situation. So like it could be wow. something like really scary in the movie or something funny, and they just keep using that same music and it fits every time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome.
0: Great. And speaking of scores, we wanted to bring up John Williams since we're talking about m- movie music. Yes, you can't really escape John Williams. No, He's probably the biggest guy. Ever when yeah. you think of mu- movie music, he's on he's got nominated for 49 scores, I believe. 49, yeah. I wrote it down. He's gonna have his 50th Oscar nomination this year. Holy crap! Yeah, and he's also achieving the Ken Burns Lifetime Achievement Award <sighs> by the American Film Institution. Wow, this year, he's the first, he's the only composer to ever win that.
1: Well, if there's any composer that deserves it, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's. Because I mean, even everybody knows the 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 Star Wars theme, but I mean, when you just consider how much of his music we all know,
0: he's done everything, man. And Jaws, Jaws, and,
1: uh, Schindler's List, and he did that. Uh, he did Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, JFK is an yeah. underrated score. Yeah. Um, I mean, like th- th- this this guy is uh, probably one of the most like important. Artists, I mean, I guess of the whole century, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we all really. know his work, like backward and forward, note yep. for note. So everyone,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and a, a scene I gotta take is in Star Wars when Luke's in the desert looking at the twin setting suns, it's the best. and that that score just comes right in, sweeps over you. <sighs> you cannot not feel that i know you it, have it, to feel oh that. man it just
1: just gives you i know like your 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 chest is exploding yeah at, at, at like just how tender because it's 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 a really um you know it, it's it's playing underneath his emotions and it's just like yep. you hear that little calliope or whatever it is just way off in the distance and it gets bigger uh it's the best yeah, yeah.
0: that's my favorite theme from all of star wars actually that one. Oh really yeah, okay i love that one i'm gonna
1: say i like that one and i like um uh i like duel of the fates
0: well, yeah, you can't go wrong with that right, that is right. just epic and i cannot <laughs> believe that's that's from the prequel tr- that's from the worst movie it is you know i know that's amazing
1: i know uh <laughs> and and it's almost it's yeah it's it's the best part of the prequel trilogy i guess oh, yeah. is really is really duel of the fates
0: that's true <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also wrote down um all the james bond movies have oh I mean, my it's god just, yeah each well, movie has right. its own yeah song yeah, you're made right. for the movie yeah. that's pretty cool i, I think. know
1: that that, that <laughs> is yeah. that's that's an important some of them tradition. are
0: awesome and some of them are kinda shitty but yeah. man yeah it's great and they get like big names to do them mm-hmm.
1: it's it's awesome i know um the underrated one i wrote down was uh mark knopfler's wag the dog soundtrack oh um, hmm. Man, it's great. It's all pretty much guitar based. That's that Warren Beatty movie. Is that uh, what that one is? It's, it's the uh, Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> What'd you think? I I'm was thinking
0: <laughs> of Bullsworth. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not Bullsworth. Like,
1: Bullsworth. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Another. Okay. Now uh, I know yeah, what you're talking about another political yes. movie. But yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mark Knopfler uh, from Dire Straits. He, he did the music for Wag the Dog, and it's it's outstanding.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have you want to mention any more? Do it now, because we're about to move on.
1: Okay, well, uh, the other ones uh, were, I mean, you know, the, we, we could sit here. And and we could I, go on I, forever. Exactly, I mean, and, and I mean, and I'm, I'm we'll say that musicals don't really count, because it's all music, of right. course, so, but I mean, everybody loves Singing in the Rain, Rocky Horror, West Side Story, Sound of Music, um, but those are, yeah, the, the, the ones that we mentioned are probably the ones that are our favorites, and, and mm-hmm. I'm sure we're missing 50 that we haven't mentioned. So. I, I
0: try not to think too much about this, exactly. because I would drive myself crazy. Totally, right. Okay, so we'll leave it there, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some more great music, probably. Yeah, yeah, we sure uh, will. The Karate Kid. Stick around. back to the show we're going to discuss 1984's the karate kid starring ralph macchio and pat marita directed by john elvidson dave why don't you give everyone a synopsis
1: the synopsis of the karate kid is as follows a uh, a kid born uh he, he grew up in 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 newark and uh him and his mom uh go across the country to uh to you know sunny los angeles and they, because um, his mom has a new job out here, and so you have this kid who is not really fitting in well in his new surroundings, and he is um, getting into some scrapes. And the the scrapes he gets into mostly are the ones. Well, all of it is with uh, <laughs> uh, a gang of Aryan karate masters um, <laughs> who uh, go to his school, and they are from the rich neighborhood, and um, he manages to to find his confidence and win their respect after he is befriended by the, by the apartment's maintenance man, who is also a karate master. Uh, and, and, (laughs) and I, I, you know, we've, well, shit. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard to explain a movie that we know every listener has seen upwards of 50 times. Um and yeah this is one of those movies so it, get ready everybody. It's hard
0: for the same with Back to the Future. I yeah. feel like it's hard for people to have not seen this or at least know about it. Yeah. I yeah. mean this this movie when it came out was just I mean just because of the wax on wax off stuff like yes. everyone knows wax on wax off.
1: It, well, th- think about like a movie that your grandma has probably seen a couple of times. Sister Act Okay. <laughs> oh, with Harvey Keitel. Throwback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, um th- th- this this is one of those movies that that is just it's a part of the culture and um if you haven't seen it, I you probably just haven't been awake for the last 30 years. I mean, I, I don't know how it escaped you, but you know, there we are. It's right. a, it's a fine and it's a movie that you and I have Oh you man. Know, uh, this
0: movie, uh, this is one movie that Dave and I have discussed at length. Yeah. On multiple occasions, right? anytime right. we're with a group of people mm-hmm. and the Karate Kid is mentioned, I can just see everyone's face go, oh, God, no. Yes. Now they're going to start talking about the Karate Kid again.
1: You'll see 10 people <laughs> and and their their faces all drop because me and Scott are going to just start riffing for about two hours. Yeah. Um, and it's... <laughs> But but you know what? <laughs> we, 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 I don't. I, I hate that we're inconsiderate like that. But but I mean, it's so much fun that we have to keep doing it, and it's probably going to continue that way.
0: Yeah, we're going to try to keep this show a normal length, also. <laughs> sure. So let's. Uh, we're going to try to not riff a yeah. lot. Yeah. We're, we're going to actually try to discuss the great talking points this movie brings sure. up. Sure. Um, like you said, Daniel Larusso moved from New Jersey to L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a fish out of water. And the karate boys down there, and just don't want anything to do with them because they're he's taking their girl, uh-huh, you know yes. Johnny Lawrence of the Cobra Kai, yeah, um his ex girlfriend you know it's been over for weeks, yeah-huh, so uh Daniel and her you know kind of fall in love a little bit, and johnny doesn't doesn't have it, so he makes it his you know current life goal to make Daniel's life miserable,
1: uh-huh, right. <clears throat> and he he goes Susan. out of his way to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, he often will just uh, like like stop whatever he's doing and 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 decide to, to mess with Daniel for, for, for no other reason other than he can. And he's got uh, like four dudes with him who oh, are also yeah. karate students. The
0: Cobra Kai gang. Yeah,
1: they and not not only are they they all go to the same dojo in the valley, but their whole life is the is the Cobra Kai. They all have matching jackets. That yeah. they wear to school with the Cobra Kai's logo on
0: them. It's like they're on the football team. They, you it know? is. It's I, their thing.
1: Exactly. Um yeah. and, and actually the jackets have different colors. There there's a red jacket. Mm-hmm. Um when they are on the dirt bikes at the beach, um, a couple of the guys have kind of uh like gray cobra Kai jackets. Yeah. Um this is their life. Yeah. Dirt bikes and beer and karate uh, and karate. Yeah. I mean, like that this is what they are. Uh and you know, it's it was it was something that that like when I was a kid and saw this movie for the first time, I wondered if that was real. Like 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 is am I ever going to encounter a gang of of toughs like this
0: <laughs> right. who, who
1: are not only going to make my life hell, but but like they have been at karate for longer than I've been alive. You know, that that, that that's unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. You know, what can you do against that?
0: And Daniel um, you know, he's a smart aleck, you know, kid, doesn't yeah. take shit from anybody, even ass. if he's going to get his ass kicked. Sure, right. He'll still talk his mouth off yeah. Mm-hmm. And And uh, he's had some karate training, we find, yeah, uh, at the YMCA, apparently. <laughs> at the Y, where I'm from. <laughs> no, at the Y at a good school. <laughs> we're not going to riff anymore, I Here promise. we go. All right, right we're getting started right. here. Yeah. Um, we're going to break that promise. Um, <laughs> but... He wants to take more karate so he can defend himself, or I doubt that's what it is. He wants to kick some ass. Yeah, he wants to beat up Johnny. He just wants to beat up Johnny. Yeah, That's what he wants to do. Um, And he ends up befriending uh, Mr. Miyagi, who's played by Pat Morita. He's the maintenance man. And Daniel has no friends Mm -hmm. here. Uh, He's a fish out of water. The friends he had on the beach, he gets beat up on the beach early on in the movie. And the friends he has with him there, I'll just leave him there. And then they are mocking him at school the next day. Like what a bunch of dicks. It's the most know?
1: it's the most messed up thing you can possibly do. I mean like like the idea that, 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 that these assholes would would just like the, the one you know, where would you find this kid. Yeah. Did you see yeah. what did you see what he had to what he was up against? Yeah. Okay, what are you going to do against Johnny? <laughs> right. Nameless California asshole? <laughs> right. I mean uh, you know, <laughs> with with your finger gloves? I mean you know, uh, uh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I, I Dude, hate he is that wearing finger gloves. It yeah, is has a bandana. He's got a bandana his, on. I yeah. perm. Yes, exactly. That kid
0: sucks. I hate <laughs> him so much. <laughs> but anyway, um Miyagi becomes like his best friend. Yeah. You know? He spends all this time with this guy, you know. It's probably not too healthy, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>? Spending <laughs> all your time uh, with this sixty year old man. Yeah, it is a know? little strange, <laughs> right. But yeah. um, uh, their friendship is very endearing, yeah. and it's, it seems like this really true friendship, you mm-hmm. know. Right. And it comes to a head at the school dance when, you know, Daniel steps out of line again because that's <laughs> what he does. And pulls a prank on Johnny, and then they come and they they chase him down. The Cobra Kai in their skeleton costumes yep. come after yep. him and start kicking his ass hard. Ooh. And uh, Mr. Miyagi ends up saving him. Yeah. You know, and this, this is where it all... Starts rolling. Uh-huh. Know? Exactly. And th- this is one of my favorite scenes. The scene after Miyagi saves him and kicks the Cobra Kai's ass. Yes. Single-handedly. Yes. Um, he has Daniel in his room, and he's taking care of him. And it's this whole sequence about Daniel learning Miyagi has this history, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants him to teach him. Yeah. Uh, but Miyagi doesn't want to because Daniel, you know, wants it for the wrong reasons. He knows Daniel's motivations. Yeah, right. yeah. And uh, this whole scene is just one master shot. It's about 5 minutes long. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and these performances are spot on. I know. Um <clears throat> Miyagi in the end ends up deciding to teach him. But right. uh this this scene is amazing.
1: It's 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 so well written and like you said before about how it's one continuous shot. Um the, there's there there's there's no coverage on it. It's all just the, just a, it's a two shot for may, maybe maybe more than five minutes. I would yeah. imagine it, it goes on for a while. Um, I don't know how many takes it to, you know they had to go through to actually capture all this dialogue in one sitting like yeah. that. Um, but it is really effective and even so much to where like where when Daniel is walking out of the of Miyagi's like uh, janitor yeah, shack he's there leaving all right. pissed and yeah. Then, yeah. um they managed to 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 like get that sound. You know, like and actually record it right then. And yeah. I mean, what take are we seeing
0: here? I have no idea, but I know they did have coverage on this. Oh, they did? And okay. And just because of how beautiful it, this master shot is. Okay. Uh, John Elvinson just said, "I'm we're just sticking that in there." That's like, great. That's awesome. It's such a great choice right. and it really sh- you really see like this right. movie is more than what it seems, yes. you know. Yes.
1: Yes. Um uh, yeah it's it's famous for being like a movie that that everybody that all of us kind of grew up with but it's actually a very well-made movie by a very accomplished filmmaker.
0: Roger Ebert gave it 4 stars. He
1: sure did. Yeah. That's I right. I mean
0: that's not something to laugh at. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean Pat Morita had had was not known as a as a great dramatic actor before he was a stand-up comedian and he'd been in Happy Days. Yeah. Um and here he gives a, a performance in a movie in which he is nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Um and you know, he he was probably nominated for other for other work he did in the movie. I mean, it wasn't just this scene; it was it was as a whole. There, there's yeah. a, a scene toward the tw- later, of course, where he has when, the when he breaks down. Yeah, he's when he breaks drunk. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That yeah. that's the best. That that's his best bit of acting in the movie. Yeah, um, but you know, it, like I, I I I want everyone. I want like the whole audience. I'm sure that you know, like anybody who's listening to this knows that 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 this movie is um is very is expertly made. Yes, um, the, the it's 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 famous for having been something part of our childhood, but 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 this is an actually artfully this is an artistic right. film. Right.
0: It's it's like a pop culture thing, Yes. you know, but it's also like you said it's it's an artistic thing as Absolutely. well. Like mm-hmm. there's not many movies that reach that kind of threshold. Not really.
1: No. Like um that that, be, that become part of like our our shared culture that are also a piece of art. No.
0: Yeah. Like, you, everyone's obsessed with Ghostbusters, but I wouldn't say it's artfully done I, like this No, is. not
1: like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I what we should, we should talk about, like, we're speaking about performances, um, and it's, it's not a performance that, that is usually lauded. It's usually something that's, that's kind of, uh, that's been satirized quite a bit and it's famous, but it's,
0: it's William
1: Zabka as yeah. Johnny,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. he's a really effective villain. He's really good in this. Uh, I he's a snot nosed piece of shit. He sure is. Yuppie thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he does a great job.
1: He's, uh, I, we all have encountered the king of high school, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like someone who is just Teflon and, and they seem to get away with whatever the hell they want. They're usually also come from wealthy parents. Um, I don't, uh, the ones that I encountered were were probably as hateful as Johnny, but but it, it wasn't quite as effective because it wasn't in a movie. And like when, when I see whenever I see Johnny, whenever I rewatch this movie and I see Johnny Lawrence, uh, I, I can't take my eyes off William Zabka. Yeah, man, he's so good in this movie.. Yep. And, and he he's obviously relishing every moment he he gets to like torment Daniel and do something else. <laughs> um, it probably was uh, a lot of fun to play this character. Probably, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, because because why not? I mean, you you're getting to be like the actual uh, the the driving force of the movie is this guy, mm-hmm. uh, and
0: he's, de- <laughs> he's yeah, if it wasn't for him, none of this would no, be happening. Exactly, right? Yeah. And,
1: and he's and he's so evil until the last five minutes of the movie. I mean, he's like nothing. God, it, it, right? The, and and he's not. He's not. He's. And he, has, he even has moments of, like, calculated evil. Uh, there, there's that scene at the, at the tournament when, when Daniel's getting dressed. He's trying to put on his gi and he doesn't have his belt. Yeah. And the Cobras come in and Dutch is giving him shit. Yeah. Johnny is just walking behind them with his hands on his belt, not saying anything. And he's just staring Daniel down. Just like look
0: at my minion. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna let my dudes take care of yeah. this. And I'm just gonna, like, you know, give this this snake-eyed glare to you, knowing that you you're gonna have to fight me at some point and, even to get through these guys. Yeah.
0: And I, I wanted to talk about that scene because Dutch is kind of his number two guy, you yeah. know, Chad McQueen. Yeah. He looks like he wants to kill Daniel <laughs> in this <laughs> he, scene. He does.
1: When he gets into that fighting yeah, yeah. stance. Come on, make a move! Go, make a move. Yeah, right. Oh, he's so he he like he he looks like a, a a someone that you'd be scared of. When oh yeah, a kid.
0: like I he scares me more than Johnny does actually. Oh really? Okay. Because I yeah. feel like he he's the guy who's gonna bring the brass knuckles to a bare fist <laughs> <Right>? fight. <laughs> yes, yes. He's uh he's a
1: really um he, he he's he's a scary guy in that like I I remember when I w- when I was I was wrest- I was I used to be a wrestler in high school. Yeah. And there was a guy who uh who I I went up against who he didn't look like dutch right. but but he he was built like him and he was super fucking strong okay. like, like just physically like yeah. like like you, you couldn't get anything on this guy and when when you look at dutch especially on the soccer field and then that scene in the locker room yeah. like he, he's he's kind of he's a he's a thin guy but but, he, but he's really like he has a swimmer's torso. build yeah, yeah exactly he's, yeah he's really super super strong yeah. and uh, you know, and he has great moves. We see it in the tournament. Oh, yeah. You see
0: that double spin kick. Yeah, oh, nice yeah. That's right. That standing <laughs> wheel. I mean, wow. That was a nice move. <laughs> yeah, that tournament scene is awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, it it's, is. Do the montage. You know, you're the best. Uh-huh. Uh huh. By Joe Esposito. <laughs> 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 you just can't. You're the best. Around. Right. Nothing's, Nothing's gonna ever gonna keep you done. down. Yeah, you know, you cannot get that out of your no. head and i mean john Elvidson, he's a montage master you yeah. know yeah he is like, <laughs> it's great this song is so like inspirational sure is and so 80s like <laughs> <laughs> it, it is perfect man we,
1: we talked about we talked about the music of stan bush in, oh, yeah, in yeah. one of our previous in Bloodsport. episodes yes yeah. this, this is this is another example of just a song about being a man and and getting the job done. Yep. And uh and like accomplishing your goals and and coming out of it maybe mm-hmm. with a couple of black eyes. Oh yeah. Uh and man, when you said inspirational, it is inspirational, right. damn it. I mean like like you you can't hear this song and immediately want to want to exercise or something, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean like
0: win a karate tournament.
1: Oh my god. All all you want to do <laughs> is compete. <laughs> d- d- yep. do something you know and to actually get off your ass and, and and you're you're so fired up and what accompanies this song is daniel at the tournament um his his pre semi-final matches and yeah. other semi-final matches that you see the Cobras involved in and uh you know others and it's uh it, it's it's definitely the centerpiece of the movie and it's the thing that's often the most cited and it's the thing that's probably everyone's favorite Definitely. Yeah,
0: it's pretty good. You can get really cheesy with the montage, and mm-hmm, uh, sure, this this has just the right amount of cheesiness in it. Yeah, um, hardly any, but it, it, there's a little there. Yeah, it's the perfect amount.
1: Um, and I'd like to, if we if we could, um, talk about you know, like we mentioned the montage and the tournament. It, it the the tournament probably like. As we said at the top, everyone has seen this movie. So, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the movie a million times. So we're just going to talk about this tournament. Yeah. Uh, the All-Valley Under-18. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about it as if it's a real thing. And one aspect of it is uh, this guy, this character, Bobby Brown, who is one of the Cobras... He is like you mentioned Dutch being kind of the number two. J- uh, Bobby is probably two A. Yeah. Um, he's an interesting character because he's the the Cobra Kai member who is semi sympathetic. He is he's like... towards Daniel. Towards Daniel, yeah. He 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 thinks that Johnny's too rough on him. Um, he what dur- during that skeleton beating? Yeah. Uh, he he tells Johnny, you know, leave him alone. He's had enough. Yep. Uh, and. And,
0: and when Johnny says, no, he's not done. No. Bobby doesn't back down. No, he does like he, He's like, look up at him. He can't face. even exactly. stand up, yeah, man. yeah, that's
1: right. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Bobby himself is a skilled fighter.
0: Very good. You know? I mean, he goes to the semifinals. He goes to the
1: semifinals. And his his teacher, John Kreese, played by Martin Cove.
0: Very good performance, uh, man. It's oh, my God. Like,
1: he's a... Uh, he, he's a truly evil force yes. um and and you know like I, I guess maybe he's the driving force of the movie because he he's the be. one teaching the mastermind pro- exactly, behind the right. cobra Kai. i mean the cobras yeah. exist be- and they're evil because of him uh but but bobby is is cheated out of his title shot by his teacher yeah because he, uh crease orders him to uh put daniel quote out of commission by you know like injuring his
0: leg, by making an illegal move exactly. intentionally yes. to injure his leg, yes, so that Johnny Lawrence would default mm-hmm. as the champion. What kind of shit is that? I man? don't
1: know. Uh, it's 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 very it's evil. You know, not well, I mean, not evil, but like uh, it, it's it's underhanded certainly, but it's also kind of illogical in that if all Crease wants is to keep that trophy at the Cobra Kai dojo. Then why not let just why not just let Bobby fight Daniel? And
0: Bobby could probably beat this guy. I can beat this guy, dude. He sounds like Luke Skywalker. (laughs) There, (laughs) I'm going to Natasha's station to pick up some power converters. (laughs) You can see why they have the same hairdo, and the same voice. Yeah, (laughs) no, but yeah, like I think it's more than just the trophy. It's Uh this um, like internal hatred for Daniel and Miyagi because he came in and you know they challenged him. And now he has to put them down.
1: Okay. Like I feel All like right.
0: there's more to just this winning than the trophy. Okay. He's got to make them lose. Okay. He's got to defeat them. Right. I mean, he's ex-military. Right. He right. He wants to destroy his enemy.
1: I see. Okay. Well, and I guess that makes sense then, because in in the in the championship match, when he he pretty much gives J- uh, Johnny the same instruction. Yeah. You know, tells him you know to sweep the leg and uh, to. Not, I guess, not illegally this time, but but you know, to to actually go for right. the injured, you know.
0: Yeah, like I feel like if Daniel wasn't going up against Bobby right. in the semis, uh-huh. he wouldn't have said to you know take that guy out like okay. that, you know. All right, it's just because it was Daniel.
1: Okay, okay,
0: well, that makes and sense. And he knew he could still win the trophy because Johnny would get the trophy, you know. Okay. But yeah. no, Johnny kind of is his boy, you know. Yeah, so yeah, and, and I he does wonder if it was, was some win. favoritism.
1: Yeah. there. I mean, would it, would it be bad for the Cobra Kai if Bobby beat Johnny in the t- in the championship? I don't
0: think it would be bad. I, I you know, it's, it's, I would prefer Bobby to win. I would. Too. Bobby's the man. Yes. Yeah, Bobby's I like awesome. Bobby. Right. Bobby's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Right, and like we said, he has sympathy for Daniel <clears throat> even since the beginning, like on the beach. You see for like a brief second when the guys are getting ready to leave on their motorcycles, Daniel's laying there in the sand. Mm-hmm. Bobby's kind of like looking at him like, oh, he is, is he okay? I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So the whole time, Bobby's like, I don't know why we're right this yeah. to this guy. Right, what the right.
1: heck? I guess the the only time he goes full, like, like he's kind of with Johnny and Dutch is on the soccer field.
0: Yeah, the soccer field. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When he trips him and... Um, I can
0: see like... <sighs> Bobby is under their influence, you know. Oh, yeah, so, totally, right. You know, yeah.
1: And he, he wants and he, he you know, he he considers Johnny a friend and he yeah. wants to be wants to do right by his friend. So yeah. I'm gonna, you know, participate
0: in this bullying. And he, he just trips him, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is a dick move, but it's not <laughs> kicking his ass, you know. Right.
1: And Daniel actually gets some pretty good licks on him. Oh yeah, him, Daniel you know? wails yeah. on him in the yeah. hits him in the face, He man. does, yeah. That's right.
0: I, I feel like Bobby might have earned some respect for Daniel. That's when possible. that happened, that's possible too. Yeah, like this kid actually is not afraid to, right? You know, right? He's gonna throw come hands. Come back at me, right? Like, yeah, he's really gonna fight,
1: right? And dur- during the um dur- the other part of the tournament that, that's that's very interesting, like uh, I guess on repeat viewings is um the, the character uh Vidal, yes, um he's the the, he's the guy who fights uh, Johnny in the other semifinal match, um he's. Like obviously, you know, a martial arts master when right. when you watch him, and he's clearly not under eighteen. Uh, the actor playing well, him—he's
0: the guy who choreographed all the
1: fights. He is yes. <laughs> for the movie, right? <laughs> he's definitely you know thirty-five years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's out there competing, like, like Ralph Macchio in Karate Kid Three. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's an adult man um and and th- throughout the throughout the montage of you're the best around you you see like a, a handful of Vidal's fights some of them are against uh like uh, guys from other dojos one is against the the unnamed obese cobra who who we only see in right. one scene um and then it's it's a really it's 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 one of these things you can only notice if you if you've seen the movie enough times but but like like after we see Vidal maybe the third time, Johnny and Crease are standing there watching his match, and Johnny mouths the words to Crease. He's not that good. Yep, <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite moments. I I I get the I like in in the in in my head I have this whole backstory of like like Vidal was a famous guy. Like he, he was he was a guy who like uh, maybe Crease in the scouting reports even told Johnny, okay, you got to look out for this guy Vidal. He might be toward the end. You might have to take this guy out. Right. and Johnny's not impressed. It, he's he's watching yeah. Vidal and these really impressive moves, but he's like, I'm better than this guy. Yeah, and obviously he was because in the semifinal match, it's the best fight.
0: In it's the a movie. knockout. It's I mean, it's three zero. It, like, it he, is. Yeah, he doesn't get a point,
1: a he, single point on him. Do, doesn't score any offense yeah. against Johnny. And he, he even with um, like a, a succession of maybe ten wheel kicks that he, that he does, where he's just yeah. flying through the air, and Johnny is is uh, avoiding all of them. And uh, man, you know, I. Yeah, Johnny was right. I mean, v- Vidal was yep. all show, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, we we mentioned uh, last week about the you know the, the cat like uh, Mr. Miyagi. I guess like we should just talk about him. Yeah,
0: um, Toshiro Mifune.
1: Yeah, right, <laughs> Toshiro Mifune as as Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> the the other the other alternate choice apparently was Mako. Um, he was uh, a, an actor who had been in, in a lot of episodes of Mash. He played okay. different characters. He was also in Zoolander. Um, uh. You know, he was the the guy at the end, the the Emperor of
0: Malaysia. Oh, that, that yeah, is him okay. that dude, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him also from Rising Sun and some other stuff. I feel
0: bad. That's like the reference I get is that he was in Zoolander. <laughs> you know, that's
1: fine, dude. <laughs> But he's he's like a very he he usually like in his later years he always played like a dignified Japanese right. businessman. You see him
0: everywhere. Yeah,
1: he's there. Yeah. Um, but uh, the guy who did play him, uh, Pat Morita, um, Mr. Miyagi is like everyone knows him as as the the guy who is uh, who who's just who teaches Daniel wax on wax off and and like teaches him this kind of weird karate. He te- you know he has an unconventional style of training. Right. Um, but what what he really is. Is like this kind of um, great American story, you know, of of this immigrant who came to this country and was then asked to fight in World War II, even though he was, you know, definitely persecuted for his race, right? Um, And his wife and child were put in an internment camp while he was off fighting for our country. Mm -hmm. Uh, They died um, under our watch, right? During childbirth, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, and that's that that beautiful.
0: Amazing scene. It's his Oscar scene. It is. Right. He's drunk uh, celebrating his anniversary with yes. his wife. And he's there at his little table with a picture of her. And yeah. And he's got the scotch yeah. out. And he's obviously had, you know, a dozen or so. Yeah. He's been before hit Before Daniel hard. shows yeah. up. And Daniel shows up, kind of gets some information about what's going on. Doesn't know the whole story. Right. Miyagi starts kind of talking to himself yep. and reliving this memory of when he's told Mm -hmm. by his sergeant or whoever that his family's dead. Yeah. And he has this breakdown and he passes out Mm -hmm. and uh, Daniel, you know, tucks him in and goes through his stuff. Yeah. He does. Your rifles do
1: some of that stuff, right?
0: That's when you find out what's happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's got a purple heart, like a valor award. Like this guy has lost everything. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, all in service to his, his newly adopted country.
0: Right. And, you know, Daniel realizes here, I think Daniel grows up in this scene. Yeah. He's not just, he becomes more of a, a man at this point. Yes. He realizes, you know, this man here is not just this old guy who knows karate. Right. This guy's been through shit. Yes. Yes. And what have I been through? Like, what am I going through? Nothing compared to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Right he really earns a lot of respect for his new friend Mr. Miyagi.
1: And he he earns the respect of the audience too. Right. I mean like like when it, it's it's the it's the moment where where you kind of like when Daniel like tucks him in like you said and puts the pillow under him and yeah. and then he bows to
0: him. The bowing is that's something. It's such yeah. a great moment,
1: you know. It, it's so beautiful. Miyagi can't
0: even Miyagi's passed Miyagi's, out. Doesn't see it, it doesn't matter right. if he bows, no. but he bows out of respect to him. Exactly.
1: Th- this is a great man who I am I'm am so privileged to know and be with with i mean like it 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 actually like I, i've i i've gotten a little misty watching the scene oh even, yeah even even later I, I'm getting years a little misty talking about are you it, okay actually. okay yeah. right exactly it's it's that good yeah it's 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 a beautiful beautiful scene um and yeah i i really can't say enough about it because it it's 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 the moment of, of it's really the turning point of the movie because daniel is um is is all, all the shit that he thought that he was going through is just like totally laid waste to by by what he just witnessed, Mr. Miyagi. Right,
0: and I feel like he starts taking things a little more seriously at yes. this point. Yes, he's still kind of a shit heel, but sure. uh, right. <laughs> uh he he is taking it a lot more seriously. Yeah. And yeah. there's a great scene afterwards. They're in the boat learning about balance. Yeah, and Daniel makes some kind of assumption that Miyagi likes to fight because he knows karate. Mm-hmm. And Miyagi says, "Is that how you think?" Right. And uh, I think Daniel says, no, I forget exactly what it says, but it's right. kind of no. Right. And he goes, well, then why train? And Daniel says, so I don't have to fight. Yes. And that's the moment Miyagi yes. knows he's not just a piece of shit exactly. kid anymore. That's
1: right. He's not. He, yeah. Miyagi's very impressed. It has this. You know.
0: I love this message. Uh, fighting is the last resort. Yes. It's a great message to put yes. in this movie about fighting, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm going to like, I, I won't quote Robert Mark Kamen, the screenwriter. I, I, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. I remember seeing him in some interview talking about uh, Mr. Miyagi himself about like just how he's, he's the most lethal, dangerous man on the planet. Yeah. And he could go decades without throwing a single punch and he doesn't need to. Right. He just knows that, that if
0: his, that if he ever had to defend his life, he knows what to do. And you you see that and there's one scene when uh, he karate chops the the beer bottles in half. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Like, I it's know. Like, oh, what? <laughs> right. Daniel goes, "What? How'd
1: you do that?" And he goes, "Don't know. Don't first know. time. First time." Yeah, that 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 line got the biggest laugh out of my yeah, father. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the first time I showed him this movie, <laughs>
0: it's really good.
1: <laughs> um, and. We've been talking some about some of the technical aspects of it. Uh, you know, the, the guy who plays Vidal, I think his name actually is Vidal. I think so. Yeah. Uh, him and Pat Johnson, who plays the referee at the All-Valley, mm-hmm. uh, they were the main trainers and fight coordinators for the film. And uh, what went into training everybody was very interesting uh, because Pat Johnson trained everybody apart from one another, apparently. Um, even, like, he trained all the Cobras together. And he trained them the right. way Kreese would have trained them. He was very—he was sort of mean to them, and he was uh, being very like making them do push-ups. And yeah. uh, with with Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita, he pretty much showed them the kind of stuff that Miyagi shows Daniel in yeah. the movie. Yeah, And I loved listening to this guy talk on the DVD because it was actually my favorite part of the behind-the-scenes stuff on the DVD is listening to Pat Johnson talk about what martial arts has meant to him. He's a very soft-spoken guy, mm-hmm. and he talks like this. And it's like, he's another guy who is also a really bad dude.
0: Yeah, he, you know? he's like a Miyagi. He is. Yeah.
1: He's this secret assassin. You know, like like this right. guy who, if, if need be, could you know, take out a room full of guys and he doesn't. He never does. He doesn't even he doesn't even think about doing it. He doesn't want to. But he could and, and that's what makes him awesome. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Um and we've mentioned the the music in this movie. Like we've talked more about the pop songs in it, but yeah. the actual original score is Whew. really good. It has this like pan flute in it yeah. uh, which gives you that karate vibe. Sure, that you know? that eastern feel. Yeah, right. you get that eastern feel and all you got to do is watch the intro to this movie. Mm-hmm. This overture. Oh my God. It takes you through everything. Yeah. The first (laughs) three or four minutes. Just every musical theme. It is so well done. Uh Um, Do you remember who did this score? Bill Conti. Bill Conti, that's Mm -hmm. right and um even at the end that swelling crescendo Whew. just right when he does the crane kick to Johnny like it's a uh, you can't get you get goosebumps man i
1: i mean like like <laughs> watching watching daniel with the crane he's getting ready then they show like like johnny's perspective and daniel standing there and he's like shaking his head no i don't know why he's it's weird but he's just like he's he's kind of just geared himself up yeah. and and like you said that rising Rising, yeah. rising, and then yeah. uh, bah, bah, you know, and, and yep. it's oh my god, it's oh, it's electrifying
0: god. this music. It is, it's great. And one thing I love a whole lot about it is it also incorporates these pop songs into it, mm-hmm. like Feel the Night by Bastard Robertson. <laughs> like that that song yeah, when sure. they're at, at golf and yeah, stuff uh-huh. on their date, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah it's Can great. you feel the night? <laughs> Yeah like that is transferred into this orchestral theme. Yeah. Uh huh. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like you, you catch it when it's when they, Ellie uh, and Daniel make up at golf and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and they kiss, and then you hear that. It's like this clarinet or or mm-hmm. some sure. kind of flute right. playing it, right. and it, it, it's out of nowhere, and you recognize this melody from something mm-hmm. but it's this sweet soft yes loving you know orchestral piece yeah i know it's not this rockin 80s <laughs> tune you know it's great <laughs> how they how <laughs> he did this yeah uh i don't know of any
1: uh, i don't know any other bill conti uh compositions he did um, rocky i he believe did? yeah i didn't I know that he did oh rocky. okay i didn't know that don't All quote right. me on that but i believe he did okay. rocky um well and but, but like, this one especially is is masterful. And, and you know, the the other great music cue that, that always gets me, it doesn't make me feel any emotion or whatever, but I just love when Daniel is going to his first day of school and Bananarama kicks in.
0: <laughs> yes, that is you amazing. Know, it's really <laughs> good. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's on the bike. He yeah, comes, yep. uh, and he
1: almost yeah, comes around music. the school
0: bus. It's it's beautiful. Yep, Rocky, he did do Rocky. He did do Rocky. Yep.
1: Rocky. Okay, all right, okay. So, Bill Conti did, did two iconic John Avildsen movies. Both uh, great you films, know right? so These are two yeah. of my
0: favorite films. Oh, yeah.
1: I, they're, they're two of the best movies about sports ever made, certainly. Yeah. And they're movies we, we've seen over and over again that, that, that are just, like, part of our conversation, part of, I mean, like, like what we've mentioned in, when we did the Back to the Future episode, we've talked about, like, quoting the movie. Not even the memorable quotes, but like the yeah. other quotes, the B sides, the B sides, <laughs> you know? exactly the deep cuts <laughs> the, that we just we cuts, just man. put in there that fit into our lives somehow, and mm-hmm. we we both know wh- where it came from. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, th- this movie is fantastic. Yeah, we could go on forever. Is there anything else we should touch on with this movie before we move on? Um and, and, and wrap it up
1: The only other piece I wanted to mention it's it's not really related to the movie but it's William Zabka he is an, an Academy Award nominated filmmaker really yes what did he do? Did he did he was nominated for best short feature for a movie called Most that okay. was made in uh, the Czech Republic. He was the producer on it okay. and he was also the writer and mm-hmm. he didn't win the Academy Award but but he was nominated and I I have not seen this movie. Wow. But I just found this out and I was like, wow, he has this other life. You know, he, he Crazy. Yeah. He he he's this, this this guy who played a role in an iconic movie and he's also like a serious filmmaker. Yeah, so that's that, cool. That's
0: really awesome. He's also the bad guy in Python 2, in case you're wondering. Is he really? <laughs> okay. Yes. Wow. wow. You get to see him ripped in half by two giant snakes.
1: Well, I'm. I must see Python too. Then
0: I have it. I'll let you borrow. Okay,
1: <laughs> fine. Good. Right.
0: Sadly, I have it. Right.
1: And he also went on to, of course, become like the. He he was a villain. He was the the bad guy in Back to School. Back to School. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In just one of the guys, he made a career out of playing a, an, an asshole, blonde-haired. He could have uh, fit
0: right into Animal House if he's just a little sure older. Yeah. He could have taken Kevin Bacon's job. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Right. <laughs> he
1: he would have fit in in any movie in the '80s and. I, I liked him in uh, in European Vacation. He's not in that oh, for very long. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the you know she's got a poster of him on his wall. Right, you right. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I love William app yeah, performance, William Zapp, and and I and we we love everything about this movie, of course. But I mean, um, you know, I yeah, I I I, I guess the only other thing to mention is Elizabeth Shue. It oh plays yeah, she's she's, yeah. Really she's really good, in it. and she's really yeah. good in it. And as we all know, it's just like any other movie we, we've talked talked to death about, like you know. Women who are definitely out of the league of the protagonist in real life. Um, mm-hmm. th- this one is not quite so jarring, but no, it's not. But you know, she she definitely is. Uh, she's 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 a great looking lady, you know. Yeah, and 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 she is a great actress too. Elizabeth Shue is awesome. Yeah, she's really um, good. She went on to become you know really amazing in her own right uh, later on. But but this was her kind of uh, big break, and and I, I I love all the scenes with her in it. Yeah, she, I, I think really she's good.
0: she's really good and yeah. her and Daniel compliment yes. each other in the scenes very yes. well. It's very well done. And you can see her being with Johnny, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. And how she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. And why? Like it's it's very good. It's, it's pretty well developed. These characters yeah. these characters are great. Yeah. These are I that's probably the best thing about the movie. These characters are what you really mm-hmm. are drawn towards. Right. And then everything else is just bonus. Right. I mean uh, it's yes. so good. Yes. Yes, but that that's what gets you. Right, I love these characters. Mm-hmm. I love. I even love Crease. Like I love. I love all of them. Oh, so I mean, do
1: I. I have. I have an affinity for everyone yeah. of them. Nope. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're all my favorite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's it's pretty plain to see that we will recommend this movie. Yeah. So one hundred percent. If you need any more reasons, just rewind about twenty minutes and mm-hmm. listen again, and <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> um. So <laughs> let's just end it here. We'll wrap things up. Yeah. Okay. So. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our show in iTunes. Rate it, review it, and share it. That's the best way to get other dudes listening to Dudes on Movies. Subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or TuneIn Radio, or go to SoundCloud, or you can go to dudesonmovies.com and you can find everything there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, that's Dudes on Movies, just uh, you know, search that and you'll find us. Uh, we have an email address too, dudesonmovies at gmail.com, uh, please drop us a line to talk about movies, whatever you want to talk about, and we'll read them on the air.
0: Yeah, what's your favorite quote from this movie? Yes,
1: and please, like we said with deep cuts, let's go deep. Yeah, really you know? deep, because right. we'll know what you're talking exactly. about Exactly, give us something from Jerry, and, yeah, and, and there you we, go. we'd love it,
0: you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a quote. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> so stay tuned next week and this is actually a secret doubleheader here. Wow. We're doing 2010's The Karate Kid.
1: Get ready. Look out Ooh. below everybody. Starring
0: Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan, directed by Harold Zwart. It's, it's uh it's gonna be a, a fun experience. I haven't seen this yet, so uh, let's do it. <laughs> so on behalf of Dave and myself, we're your dudes. Thanks for listening, we'll see you next time.